Hi everyone, my name is Renee Huang and I'm the founder of Wild Women Tribe and the host of Ignite Podcast. We're here today to talk to you about the idea of release. And our guests today are Nikki Glandon and Christy Babalis. So welcome ladies. Thank you. Thank Renee. you. So Christy and I worked together um, back in the day and you're a corporate attorney. I guess that's how you would define yourself? I, I am. I'm, a, I'm an in-house an in-house counsel for um, a company right now and I have been in-house counsel for different companies for the last long time. But I know you as well um, as someone who sits on many boards and you're an avid outdoors woman. You're so connected with the desert and I think that's one of the things that um, when I started Wild Women Tribe you were really encouraging of. So I think that's kind of how our circles intersect. Yeah. And then Nikki and I have actually done some work together. She is a yogi and a coach and a transformational <laughs> dragonfly lady in and of herself. So I'm super excited to have you, Thank you. Um, here as well. Um, we are going to dive right into the topic of release, which is an interesting one because it might come off as being negative, but I think it's such a positive um, idea to embody and to feel comfortable with um, and to use as a way to propel yourself forward in life. Um, did you want to start off, Christine, maybe share what your thoughts are on that concept? I I will. Um, gosh, that's such a big topic, and and for me, um, gosh, I feel like a big chunk of my life has been about figuring out how to release. So um, I'm not sure where to start. But has it been different through the ages and stages of your life? Well, I think I think that. Um, there, there is no one answer to how you release, and I, there's books written about it, and I, there's philosophies, and, and lots of people have different methods that they would talk about. For me personally, um, I think it's taken time and maturity and lots of, lots of self-reflection and years to figure out how to release. I think... Um, I think it depends on what you're releasing. If you're releasing something, uh, you know, really deep seated inside, something maybe that happened to you or that's that's been that's impacted you since you were a child. I think that is is takes a whole different process than than maybe something that happens to you as a, as an adult, where you're much more equipped and emotionally mature to to be able to look at what it means and 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 yeah so um, you know I think it depends on what happens and when it happened so I don't think there's one answer to how you release but it is certainly a process but mm -hmm. it's but it's so healing to when you finally are able to release and I think maybe a little later on we'll talk about specific times in your life okay um, to share examples of where you've had to release but I wanted to hear from Nikki and to hear your perspectives as well um, I really agree. You know, I think that certain times in your life and, and depending on the circumstance is going to change how you are able to release. Like, I thought of an Instapot. I don't know if you guys have used these, but they're great, right? And, and there's a release valve on it. And it, some of recipes call for it to release slowly. And some recipes call for it to just, like, 
release quickly, you know? And I think that's a great analogy to look at how um, to move through release in life. Sometimes things release slow and it takes a while and sometimes it's like, okay, you just know you're done and, and then you can meet, move on. And I think release is really important to make way for the good stuff to, instead of holding on to everything. Um, and so that's where the importance of release um, can really translate, translate transition into life. I think for me, um release is something that is a bit counterintuitive as a control freak <laughs> um, because you know I want everything to go the way that I see it even if it's not for my own good mm -hmm. so I love what you're saying about the slow research slow release or the fast release because I think some of the more difficult times in my life have been because I could release quickly but that's scary so I hold on and then it's like festering and it feels uncomfortable and I'm like fighting against what might be the natural progression of things but I want to control right and so I think for me release has been a lot about like just letting the things that need to happen happen even if they're scary or I don't like them or it's not what I envisioned but just like not having so much resistance in situations mm -hmm. did you have anything that you wanted to well no I think that's interesting because mm -hmm. um, it's it's hard it's hard to know when you when you're used to controlling your environment and and um, it's really hard to go through that process of letting things go and letting what is going to happen happen that's so that's so hard I I can think specifically of a situation where uh, a difficult situation where I was trying so hard to control the outcome and Finally, one day, I used to go to this uh, little field behind my house, and it was so pretty, and there was an old front seat or back seat from a truck that somebody had put out there in the field. And I would go sit on that seat and just talk. And I'm, I don't know who I was talking to, but I was just talking. Maybe I was just talking to myself or, you know, some whatever energy was out there. but. I remember saying, just show me the path. I don't know the path, I'm stuck. And my way isn't working, can please show me the path and don't let me miss the signs. Show me the path, guide me. And I would do that every day. And uh, at about the same time, and it was at sunset and it was so pretty. And you know, for me being outside is, is very healing anyway. But um, that, that was one, method in that particular situation of, of just giving in and saying, okay, I, 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 don't, I don't know how to do this. Can, I need some help. Show me the path. And, you know, of course, like most things in life, um, they resolve themselves and, and things get figured out. But I think being open to it and being able to let go, releasing of whatever you thought is the proper way that, that you should move forward, let, let go and let, um, let in whatever's gonna come your way. So that's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> that was one situation I, I thought mm -hmm. of while you were talking about that. Do you have any tools as well? I mean, it seems like that was a, a way that you kind of reached beyond yourself and kind of asked for, for things 
Um, do you have any tools, Nikki, that you use when you're in that, or any practices that you? Um, I, you know, it's so interesting listening because there are times that I've gone and I've sat on a mountaintop and I've prayed and hoped and wished and, and just put it, you know, trying to say, okay, I can't do it on my own. I try to, so there's the letting go of control and surrender, which I'm feeling are really close to release, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. like, okay, just taking that breath. And then there's times where it's like a, a punching bag, right, and needing to use that tool, that modality to release whatever it may be but figure figuring out a, a healthy course to release it is I think the tools that I that I use and each one's different some days it's a little of both a little bit of sitting in a field and then you know like a good workout or a conversation with a friend and I think honoring what each situation is is going to be the most important and knowing that they're not going to be the same like you know, you don't eat the same meal every day. You don't wear the same clothes every day. Every situation is going to be different as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, were you guys able to uh, share moments where you feel like release didn't happen or, you know, it was like a turning point where you realized, oh, wait, I have to move beyond this? Um, part of the question is, you know, I think it's really great to talk about the uplifting positive aspects of this, but as well, I think we can share a lot of wisdom in the challenging times that maybe brought us through to these realizations. So are there, I'm just curious if there's any moments that you can think of or examples? Um, yeah, there are. So for me, and this, this is gonna sound like such a cliche. So I had some uh, uh, a difficult period of time when I was little with with somebody um, and um, somebody very important and very influential in my life and I think it started probably from the time I was born but I because I remember being really really young and really sad and really angry and really hurt and really confused and um, that particular issue which was which was huge, and it's funny because now I look, I, I, it's hard to even talk about, not because it's emotional, but because it's so gone now. And, I'm, and, and it doesn't hurt to bring it up, but it's, um, I released that, it's gone. Um, but, you know, but it's part of my history, and so, um, but I remember, it, it really wasn't until I was well into adulthood that I figured out that that I was part of the problem, even though for so long I thought, well, gosh, I was so little, how could I have been part of the problem? Well, maybe I wasn't then, but as I, as I got older, I certainly contributed to, to the problematic relationship. And so um, I think when I finally figured out that I didn't need to, the, the whole course of, of fixing this wasn't to go talk to somebody and talk about how awful this other person was. When I finally figured out, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm a contributor to this, then that was such a huge release for me. And, and anger went away and hatred went away and then I could start actually healing and release that. But that's what it took is, is not, um, 
looking at somebody else as, as the problem, even though arguably that's how it started. But then, but then once you figure out it's, it's not just that person, then you can also get compassion and realize, wow, what happened to, to this person that may have caused them to be this way? And then when you get compassion, then that also helps release. So I know I'm being vague, and I know, but in, and I know I'm also dragging on, but <laughs> right, yeah, I, anyway, <laughs> that, that was a long, long process, and it took me, I think, well into my 30s to get to that point of letting go of, of my anger and the hatred, which was my problem, and realizing, oh my gosh, for all these years I've been contributing to this, and then, wow, what a release that was. And, and, it's and so now with this person, I have this amazing relationship. And, and it, it's hard for me to even recall that this bad stuff happened. I mean, I know it did, but it's just so But it's so empowering, yeah. right, when you oh, realize, yes. whoa, I'm the architect of my own story. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right? So something could have happened, um, and you can look at it from, like, a victim standpoint, or you can That's say, right. okay, I move through compassion to forgiveness, and the forgiveness is for you. That's right. right. It's not yeah. for the other person. It's for you to just to let it go and say, okay, I'm not defined by this, neither is this other person. Right. Right. And then yeah. to allow that negative energy that's holding you in your story, which is kind of keeping you stuck in a way. That's right. That's absolutely To kind it. of just fall apart and fall away and move towards positive creation, right? Yeah. And I'm sorry, I don't want to dominate the time, but on that <laughs> note, um, I think what happens is you do create the story. And so my story was, oh my gosh, this person's been horrible to me. I've had such a, a, you know, a crappy experience. Oh my gosh, my childhood was horrible. So that became my story. And then you, then you have masks and, and walls and stuff that you build. And, and then all of a sudden you don't really even know who you are until you release all of that stuff. And so, then you create a new story. And then you create a new story, yeah. yeah. Well, Nikki's nodding and smiling. Oh, yeah, no, I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's great. Do you have something to share as well where you have moved through beliefs or learned through some examples in your life? Oh, yeah, a lot. I think that was what was interesting is trying to think, okay, what story? But I loved that you said you know, it's hard to talk about, not because it's emotional, but because it's released, right? So that really, like for me struck something bigger of along the lines of like okay if it's released how do we approach the story that's part of our life as it gone right and it's still also being released and it's not hiding not wearing the masks it's what you said co-creating you know like you are in charge of your story and your life so what story do you want to tell you know and and what brings you internal peace and um for me on a release story is i have for the longest time thought I'm not good enough for anything, anyone, any job, any situation. And that has been so detrimental to the way I've lived, the way I've looked at life. So I'm not necessarily giving a specific story because that was my story. So everything else lived from there. Well, this person will leave or you'll lose this job or too good to be true. So my coach has always worked with me on being able to release that. And I finally was able to start to move through that. And it, and it might come back up, right? Like release sometimes does return in different ways. But for me, that was just this like aha moment. But I can tell you that it took the work 
to get there, to realize these things. It wasn't overnight. It wasn't um, a quick valve release, you know. It took a minute, but, but being able to let that go has started to open so many doors and just more views of, of possibility, of what's out there, instead of being held back from this internal landscape of, I'm not good enough, or this person hurt me, or well, it's just hate, whatever it may be, creating, really creating space, really releasing, um, I think is, 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 and not attaching to the story, like maybe it's good, maybe it's not, or, or, you know, like one, one side of the story is good, the other side of the story is good, so don't be attached to the outcome, and then you can really kind of be set free, you know, and release. Yeah, I know, yeah. I think that's beautiful. Um, yeah. I was, yeah. we'll continue, Christy, if you have well, something. No, but it's interesting because, you know, I've only known you for a few minutes, but I, I think you're fabulous. <laughs> Thanks. And, I, and, and you're amazing. And Thanks. you're beautiful. And you just have just this realness about you. So if that ever happens again, you just need to surround yourself with the people that see you for who you really well, are. Well, and I think that's why I'm sharing that because I think that is, you know, like what people think of me or, com or, or compared to what I think of myself is probably a big struggle for, I would say a lot of people, you yeah. know, like, yeah. and, and so being able to release your story, whatever story you wrote and create a new one, that's like the beautiful path for it as compared to this specific story or this specific thing. It's really doing the internal work. It's really coming from a place of like just belief of who you are and like own it you know so and I think those shifts too though like when you work on yourself and allow yourself to forgive and um, surrender you start attracting people into your sphere mm -hmm. who are also in that place mm -hmm. yeah, right and people. so you're like open to it and then the people step in and it's like this broadening of your concentric circle of like people who are also real and doing the work and like also able to come from a place and a perspective of like peace and not holding grudges. I mean, we've all had those situations where we're in social settings and it's really easy to get in like a gripe fest on something and it feeds off of itself, right? So I think yeah. once you're able to say consciously like, I'm not gonna feed into that anymore, like from my story, then you create a different relationship with the people around you, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I was actually gonna ask you how, now that you guys have stepped into this space of like being conscious about what you're creating in your life, how does that impact your relationships? Well, I'm fortunate um, in my, I'm married to an incredible guy who, who saw all of my flaws and and loved me anyway and and um and he's such a great person that i that he inspires me to be to be a better person but um but i think for the longest time you know i talked about the the walls and the masks i think for me personally what happened through my experience is i i got beat down and so there was all so much insecurity and so much self-doubt, and um, and so I created masks and walls to avoid that. And and I think I showed the world someone different. And um, 
with my husband, uh, he's too smart for that. So, <laughs> and, uh, and I think he really helped me. Um, I, I think the process started before I met him, but, um, but, but he, really, he really helped me to, to just be authentic and, um, and to realize that it was enough to just be me, that I didn't have to be somebody else. And, and I was in that process, I think, anyway. It, it obviously took a long time, though, <laughs> to get there. <laughs> What about you, Nikki? Oh, I definitely think it affects my relationships from friends to mother to boyfriend, just across the board because then I can show up not holding those grudges. I can show up as a real, just the real me, you know, and so, and then creating space for the good stuff, right? Like that's, that's where I think release is the most important is it's like if we hold on to all of that crap, like it doesn't really ever serve you, you know? And so, um, and, and just being able to, to move through and, and show up completely authentically, I think you have to have release. And so that's where it is really powerful in relationships. At least that's what I, as I notice in my relationships. Yeah, because don't you know people who, I think, I know some people that I think they have a story about themselves and they've told that story so long that, that that's their truth. Mm -hmm. and And, I don't, and that might not really be who they are. So how do you help someone in that instance? Oh. You know, because we all see that as we move through life, right? And yeah. like depending on the context, if we're at a cocktail party or we're grocery shopping or we're in a yoga class, I mean, you know, I think yeah. what this podcast has shown me is that everyone wants and yearns for connection. Mm -hmm. And connection is so instantaneous. I mean, you guys just met today. And I think already there's like this chemistry and you know, you're talking about real topics. So how do you call someone on that or help them through? You know, I, I feel like I'm starting, I'm, I'm doing that with my, my kids is, um, but, but um, I don't know, you, you talk. You talk first. I've um, I think, once again, it's case by case, right? Mm -hmm. how, how people will be, what they'll be open to. And I'm a big believer in planting seeds, mm -hmm. just like little by little, and you see this growth. My roommate and I were having a pretty cool conversation last night, and she was like, will you help me figure this out? You know, And I had no idea that that was what I was doing in that moment or conversation, but it's just if if you have these tools, then you can help kind of plant seeds along the way for people. And then one day they're like, they may not even know where it have, has come from, but they can, they start to realize like self-love and all of those tools that come together to help them be really who they are, you know? And, and just encourage, I think that's important too. Like, and sometimes showing up for people just by simply saying, I'm here. like. I had a best friend when I went through um, a crappy time. She would call and she would text and I would just not care because that's where I was at. That's what I needed, not, not care about her. It was I needed to just be alone. And months down the road, she was like, I knew. She's like, it, I was never upset. I just knew that that's what you needed and needed space. And that for me was huge because it allowed me to be me in that moment. So I think sometimes it looks like that too. Just, I'm here, I love you. You know, yeah, so it can be mm -hmm. so simple. Trust. Yep. Yeah, so trusting that your your spouse or your significant other or your friend isn't going to, you know, and I think this is something that comes with age, but, you know, trusting that that 
you're gonna, the people are going to accept you for, you know, flaws and all. But helping helping somebody, I, I think, you know, being a real, true friend that that people people feel like they can come and talk to you and that they trust you. And and I'm not sure how you establish that. I, I don't know how that happens. I, um, I like to think that I'm a good friend to my friends, and but I don't. I'm not sure how how you're a good friend other than just loving and not judging. And showing and, up. And showing up, mm -hmm. yeah. I yeah. think you being authentically you creates space for them to say, oh, okay, so she, she can say all that? Cool, well then now I feel a little bit more freer to you. Yeah. Maybe, you know, another way to, to show up or help support if somebody needs that. Yeah, well and I like looking at relationships um, as you know, people kind of holding mirrors up to each other, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if there's a difficult or awkward interaction, I think what I've learned is to let it go and to have compassion and forgiveness really quickly and then yes. to kind of let the other person off the hook, you know? So whether they realize it or not, if they come back and they're like, oh, you know, we had that situation, it's like, it's okay. I realized it was more about you than it was about me, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and just absolutely. releasing from that and not feeding into whatever drama could potentially be there. So I think yeah. Christy likes saying, you know, it's a lot to do with age. I think sometimes it is just realizing like the majority of the stuff that happens around us has nothing just to matter, do yeah. with that. It just has nothing to do with us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. It's such a hard thing to teach, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I have a 10 year old daughter, you have a 10 year old son. And you know, to, to teach them that the little things that are happening with their friends at school, it just isn't that big of a deal. That's that it is. It's a huge deal to them. But uh, so I guess the best we can do is teach our kids to be good, kind, compassionate people. Because I think you're right. Being compassionate and giving people a break. Mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah, you you were a jerk yesterday, <laughs> but I still want to play with you today. Mm -hmm. I still want you to come over and play with me. Yeah. Yeah, I think compassion and trust. The keys to release. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. And trust yourself. Compassion for yourself. Yeah, right. I think, kind to yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that's often missed. We talk about self-love and everything all the time, and like, that's great, go to the spa, or, you know, like, I think sometimes self-love is looked at that way, and don't get me wrong, like, totally do that. But I think <laughs> also, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, having a little, like, grace and compassion towards yourself like yeah. really truly just holy crap like sitting down and like acknowledging what it is you do and who you show up for like you do more than you think so I think that that it's important for people to really look in and say wow like high five yourself in the mirror or something you know yeah like if you were to step away and, the, and, and look at that person as if it's not you it's mm -hmm. somebody else what would you what would you what kind what of would compassion you say? would you have mm -hmm. for that person? You know, like me, that little girl, what would I say to that little girl? Uh, you know, that little girl who's thinking everything I've ever done in my life is wrong. And, and I, I can step back now, look at that little girl and think, you poor little thing, I just want to give you a hug. And, and yeah, so compassion, be kind to yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like we could talk for another hour, but <laughs> we're going to wrap things up. Um, I wanted to invite you to share any ways of contacting you if people were interested in reaching out. Um, if you don't have any oh. interest in that, that's totally fine as well. But. Oh, I, 
yeah, if anybody wants to reach out. Um, you know, I'm, so I'm a, I, am, I work in-house for a company, so I don't take on mm. clients, except I, I'm always willing to help somebody. I, I would never mm. say no to somebody mm. that, that needed some help. And, and so, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, Christy Babalis, B-A-B-A-L-I-S. Perfect. And Facebook. There you go. Yeah. All of them. All of them. Not Twitter. <laughs> um, you can find me in yoga classes, um, a yoga retreat that we're doing in Costa Rica in October. Um, it's horses and yoga, beaches, it will be phenomenal. And that's um, Oak and Willow Studio. So it's oakandwillowstudio.com, like the two trees. Um, so that's where you can find me at. Perfect. And um, I wanted to thank Park City TV for being our media sponsor here with the Ignite podcast. If you're interested in finding out more about Wild Women Tribe, we are online at wildwomentribe.net. We've got lots of really fun summer wanders. Nikki's going to be hosting one of them with us. And uh, we're also on Instagram and Facebook. So thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time. Oh, 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 oh,